Ryan Dressel. With me, as always, is Jonathan Harsey. Long drawn outside. Yeah. <laughs> Joey Darso. Hi. And Emily Blake. Hey. Uh, this week, we have a special guest, Natalie Lopez. Yay. Not Nathalie, as I just found out. The H is silent. The H it's... is silent, as I embarrassingly found out. Although I did not call you Nathalie. I you told guys. you that. No, you did not. I thought I did. I've been saying Nathalie to you for the whole week, and you're like, yeah, okay. Never once corrected me. You can always call me Nathali. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Nathali Lopez. Yeah, that's good. That's good. We'll keep that. Let's redo the intro. Yeah. <laughs> no, my intros are perfect every time. Thank you very much. Long drawn out, Cy. <laughs> uh, so today's episode, we'll be talking about Coco, the amazing animated film from 2017. But before we get to that, we should do a Where Have You Been Doing? Where I'll go first. I... I'm torn between two. Since we're recording two episodes today, I'll just do them both. Uh, I'll start with I've been replaying Persona 5. Um, I've talked about it at length on this podcast before, so I won't do that again. But I will say it's still good the second time through, and it is a 100-hour-plus game. So for you to be able to want to sit down and play that thing twice, it must be pretty damn great. Are you doing all different choices? There's not really that many choices to make. It's not like a choice sort of game. It's just right. if you're on your second time through, you don't have to redo a lot of stats because the stats carry over, so you can just meet more people. And that's, oh, okay. That's what I mean. I guess that's what I meant. More like yeah. you do, meeting different people than you might have met the first time through. Yeah. You were telling well, me there were some things that get closed off to you if you choose yeah, other things. It's kind of, but on the second time through, it's all open. It's a lot easier because you don't have to worry about leveling up certain things. Oh, cool. Um, so you just get to see more of the world and more of the game. So the replay is 100% worthwhile, and it's very, 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 very... Very good. Probably the best game so far on the PS4, and I know that's a bold claim, but I'm sticking to it. Nice, nice. So we'll see you 150 hours later? Uh, I'm almost done, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> so, no. The second time through, it's taking me like 60 hours, so... Uh, John, what about you? For, for me? Oh, me. Uh, I uh, continued... I, I watched the very first episode of Supergirl, like, months ago. I think back when they only had maybe one season... No, that's years ago then. When they only had one season on Netflix. Okay. Uh, and so I was like, I don't feel like watching this. I don't feel like watching that. And my usual thing of just like, if you can't decide, watch Supernatural. That wasn't working anymore. Shocker. Yeah, after about six or so seasons, I'm like, I'm kind of, I got it. I'm good. There's only so many times Satan can come back before you're like, whoa, geez. Uh, just get him already, damn it. Um, but I watched uh, like the next three episodes. And I'm still really enjoying the show. Just Everyone's got so much charisma and they all look so pretty. And it's just cheerful and up, upbeat. And... I'm going to stick with it, I think. Uh, you should. Yeah. It's good. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. The last episode I watched was um, featured some guy with, like, oh, what was his name? Radi- no. Radiotron? Radio- Radiotron? He doesn't come back. Okay. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, he had, like, a bunch of, like, zap powers and, like, an armored suit. And then, like, Superman came and saved her a little bit or something and all that. But Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd recommend keep going with it. It's Sure. Good. Um. Should I go next or? Yeah, uh, why don't you go next? Uh, Hey guys, this is Brian, really quick. Uh, We had a guest who was a little late, and I actually was afraid he wasn't going to make it, and then he showed up. So we had to stop down and then start recording. So for some reason, the audio totally changed from when we stopped and started, uh, but it's all worth it. And yeah, just keep listening. Uh, my where have I been doing? Uh, I was Flawless watching honey. Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime. Woo! Um, I like John Krasinski, which is was my main pull into that essentially. Um, and Jack Ryan's fun because he's just kind of a Boy Scout uh, American patriotic trope, 
that's on usually film and now he's on television uh, i love hunt for red october which is my main thing but uh, i really enjoyed it it's not deep by any means uh it's not like homeland or whatnot where it like pushed boundaries it's pretty on the nose straightforward jack ryan's the all-american white patriot he's just an analyst guys but he's good at everything like great at everything uh and uh, it's just dumb fun honestly if you want if you want more subtext for your global politics jack ryan's not really gonna do it for you <laughs> he's it's pretty straightforward Perfect. Uh, and i liked that it had a good female director for almost half uh, patricia Regan. Regan. i'm not really sure which yeah. way it's supposed to go um but she's from Mexico, and she's a woman, and she's fantastic at directing action, and she's been advocating a lot right now for more women to get into the action genre, and I fully support that. So those are the reasons to watch Jack Ryan. Cool. All right, so I, I actually just watched Gone with the Wind for the very first time. Oh, goodness. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Did you like it? To me, to be honest with you, is the most perfect film i have ever seen in my life even the cardboard bodies that flap in the wind <laughs> <laughs> but I, they're so majestic I, it's so majestic yes like the, you know like just the production design alone it's it's i mean it's incredible you know and i found out that that was the main reason why they uh did a category uh for best production design for the oscars because of that film mm. oh, and um I, I love the story even though it's long it's like four hours long but it's it keeps you entertained for four four hours, and that's hard to do, especially in screenwriting. So you know, like I, you know, I watched the whole thing. Um, I, I, I mean, I just loved it. I think it's it's a very well done, you know, film, and you know, it's still relevant nowadays, and it, I think it will always be relevant. It has one of the best lines in cinema ever, though, with the "Frankly, my dear, I don't give, I a, don't damn. give a damn." Yeah, you just have to wait four hours to get to it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> But it's so great. Just yeah. don't sit down waiting for that line. You'll be waiting a while. Uh, Emily, what about you? Uh, remember that episode we did about Murder on the Orient Express where I hadn't watched the movie? Have you seen it now? I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw most of it. You need, uh, you need to take your TARDIS back to that episode. Then. <laughs> the classic I, uh, or the new one? The new one. Oh. I've, uh, I watched most of it. I liked Kenneth Branagh. I liked the effective use of like a very limited amount of sets. I liked when Johnny Depp was murdered, and I was annoyed the entire time he was on my screen. Um, uh, but I actually fell asleep during the big reveal moment where we found out who actually did it, and I woke up seeing Michelle Pfeiffer crying. happened so i was like it's okay and i didn't go back and rewatch it but i enjoyed the performances that i saw uh i still have not seen the completed murder on the Orient express but i saw most got of close it. yeah next time you try you're gonna fall asleep at that exact same Probably. spot or a minute like after like you're you're just gonna miss you're never gonna see 100 percent. hopefully she'll just fall asleep in the very beginning and wake up just for that little oh, stretch be, or i could just fast forward to that scene and just watch it that'd be too mm. easy <laughs> no that movie is too easy to you can't fast forward on dvds <laughs> I mean, you can't. Like the story, the story of uh, Orient Express, it was just too easy. I knew already who'd done it by like halfway. Yeah. It was, it was I knew too, too because I had been sitting here during our podcast where the ending was revealed. Yeah. Oh. We talked at great length about it. We did. And I was, I had no idea what we were talking about, but I, I learned some things from that podcast yeah. that I applied to my viewing of the movie where I missed the ending. <laughs> Namely, watch your movie. Yeah. 
Louise, what about you? Uh, well, we do. I, we should intro. Yeah, what's the? <laughs> what's the? A man has yeah, appeared. Yeah, we had somebody <laughs> I mean, sneak in after fun. we started recording. Uh, Luis and I've already forgotten how to pronounce your name, and I don't want to butcher it again. It's okay, man. Bordonada. Bordonada. Yeah. Okay. I highly recommend. There's two things. I'm trying to choose which one to tell you about. Um, I'm gonna go with the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Have you guys? Okay. I've, I've heard, heard great things it about it. I haven't watched it though. It's I, I come from the theater, you know, mm-hmm. and and so like uh, um, it it was to me. It's one of the most precise, rehearsed, tight like uh, performances, shows, delivery that I've seen on TV in a very long time because it's extensive dialogue and every actor on it is is like it's like a symphony. You know, it's like every every one of the actors is a separate instrument, and they're just perfectly synced. Um, it's pretty, it's quite a beauty to watch, and it's a comedy, but it's like a, it's one of those like surreal comedies where you're like, this is bullshit. There's no way this is this has ever happened, right? It takes place in like, like uh, the, f- I think it's fifties or forties New York, right? There's very few like colored people on the thing, but it's just so entertaining to watch people be so oh, so precise with their with their craft, you know? And it goes for everybody, production design, the, the costume design, the the camera movement, the photography, everything. Just it just seems like a it's just a perfect show. You guys should watch it. I think it's, yeah, it's it like, like I binged <laughs> I binged the whole and what's her name? Sarah, uh, Rachel Brosnahan is, is is amazing. I didn't know she was this force, you know? So I started watching it just like the first episode and then suddenly I'm like on the eighth episode oh, like, wow. oh this is great nice. because they're one hour episodes it's fun to watch I'll have to check it out yeah. uh, I think we should get started on Coco 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 uh, so I-, I was gonna do the numbers and stuff for this one but it's kind of pointless it's a Pixar movie it did very very well um, what I, I mean I, it wasn't I, a flop I, think yeah. <laughs> I mean I think the only poorly performed Pixar movie of even remote Recency would be Good Dinosaur. Yeah, that'd be it. Right? I forgot. What that is that? Movie. Exactly. Yeah. That's what everyone just That's forgot how that bad even it happened. Is. I saw it in theaters and I enjoyed it. I think I'm the only one. I fell asleep oh, during it is twice. It, is it the Good Dinosaur about the? Well, technically the 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 movie is about grieving. Yeah, it's about death too. Yeah, but it, but it's I think it's too harsh for a child it's to very watch. Harsh that. For a kid. It's too I never, much. I never heard of it. And it's surprisingly violent, but very. it's a good movie. I, I liked it. I think. I still think I'm the only one. I try to show it to my nieces. They they did not enjoy it at it's just, all. I think the content is not ch- child friendly. I think that's what it is. Yeah, but, uh, even though it's animated, well, I, I could not. do a whole movie, a whole episode on that one, but I don't want to make anybody else watch it. Especially because I tried to make Chewie watch it twice and she fell asleep both times. Yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> it's just, it's not that engaging. Wait, it what, is, what is Coco? Uh, uh, good dinosaur. Good dinosaur. Oh, yeah. no, I fell asleep oh, during no. Coco twice. <laughs> Um, but before we get too far into Coco, we should do a 30 second breakdown, courtesy of Luis this time. You excited? Really? Oh, yeah. Ah, shit. <laughs> Once again, you look good on camera, you know. Oh, thanks. <laughs> He's an actor. Yeah. yeah, so you can do this, right? It, yeah. It was in the email I sent you. You prepared, correct? Right. Sure. <laughs> totally. Yeah, definitely. This is going to go great. Oh, man, this is great. All right, here we go. So the cool. movie Coco, in 30 seconds, we think, we hope, we pray. Mm. Here we go, go, go. 
Okay, Coco is about a little kid who wants to find out more about life. He wants to be a musician, and his parents don't let him. And they don't, and so he ends up uh, traveling to this old musician's tomb, and somehow traveling into the, another dimension of of his ancestors, and meets his old ancestors in 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 that universe, and ends up somehow through adventure convincing them to give him his blessing to become a musician. <laughs> yeah, I think that does it. Yeah, I think that's everything. Yeah. Pretty good. Not bad for spontaneous. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nobody I was ever like, I'm leaving it. so much out right now. <laughs> that was fast. Like, nobody ever gets it without planning ahead. So, yeah. the fact you did extemporaneously is pretty impressive. Thank you. Which Good job. We've had some people say it's like a comment on the quality of the movie. I don't think that applies in this case. No. I think this, to be honest, I, thought, I think this movie should have been nominated. I mean, it did get nominated for Best Animated Feature, but it I think won, didn't to it? me Best it was. Animated? Yeah, it won Best Animated. Yeah. But I, I, I think given the slate of the nominations that it it was the best picture or mudbound like that or mudbound was well, the sure the, the there's an argument to be made that since they've included best animated On feature that, that yeah. will they'll never yeah. nominate an animated yeah, film ever again yeah. which is total shame that's just the yeah. oscars it the doesn't oscars make sense, is though. really yeah. picky they just want dramas in the best uh, picture of the year and that's, that's what, what this yeah. new like yeah. popular category is well, now going to remove movies that well, like are yeah. huge successes that's why they got rid of it yeah. oh they did they, yeah, they received just nothing got rid but of it. negative Disney okay. kind of made them get rid of it. Yeah, oh, that um, makes sense. Disney and everyone from Black Panther are like, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Don't, don't give us the second <laughs> prize. Oh, yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, I think it, there we'll we'll get more into the movie here in a moment. But there, there's, I just kind of want to get this out, done and out of the way. I haven't been very impressed with Pixar for a while now. I would say their last great outing was Up. Uh, mm. I know a lot of people enjoyed Inside Out. I thought it was fine. I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. I haven't seen it. It's there's it's there's, emotions learning new emotions, which is clever, oh, and they eh. do they do clever, and it's very. Just like, eh. It's just a lot of like it's fine, but this was the first time in a long time, that, and I still don't think it feels like old school Pixar, which is fine. But this is the first Pixar movie that they've had, and I don't even know how long that I thought was not just good, but one of the best movies of the year. But you know what? Um, if I may add. The main reason why this movie works is because uh, Pixar, Disney, whoever, you know, like were behind this film, they actually took their time to do the research. I was very afraid that it was going to end up like the Book of Life. The Book of Life with uh, in and that's a, it's interesting because that's a Guillermo del Toro film. And it well, was produced. I don't but think he it was produced. He oh, he it. didn't direct it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it was not. It was not what I, you know, like it was actually just kind of like the American way of representing, you know, like what they believe is, you know, like Day of the Dead. Sure. And then when when I watched uh, Coco, that's one thing that I noticed right away. It is so true to its roots. So they had to actually go to Mexico, do their research, talk to people, you know. And I love that, you know, like it was teamwork, you know, mm-hmm. with with, you know, like this, you know, like uh, Disney in Mexico and in America. You know, and they actually got it right. They got it right because they work together, and that's why you know it shows in the film. I, oh, I was gonna. No, say, go ahead. I'm, 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 <laughs> that's like one of the not only like personally connected to the film, but 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 as an audience member as well. Like, I guess I got to read an early draft of of some of the the script because um, I read for one of the one of the you know the Gael Garcia character, mm-hmm. uh, which was a, he, he did amazing. Let's get uh, Garcia. Yeah, <laughs> and, he's known uh, to be pretty good. <laughs> he's known to be pretty good. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm such a fan. But uh, I, 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 
I was nervous as a Mexican American, not as a Mexican, like a person of Mexican descent, to 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 see that, you know, and see what they were t- trying to tackle because it's such a intimate uh, piece mm-hmm. of our culture. And then when I read the script or the the piece that I saw was like, oh man, this is actually, it, it it's actually really good. Like it makes it makes sense if they're doing it this way, you know. And then two years later, the thing came out, <laughs> um, and then I saw. I I had heard from a lot of like the the Latino community that they, that had seen pre screenings or things like that that they were really impressed by it. So when I went and saw it the first time, I the first time because I saw it like four times, <laughs> uh, I was blown away by it because I was um, and I waited. It was like two weeks out, and and then I sat in the back of the the theater just with my my whole family, like my nieces, my nephews. And they were like, Tio, I don't, you know, because they're they're like American, they're like American kids now. They don't, sure. they don't, they don't, they don't even want to speak Spanish. <laughs> uh, oh my God, Tio, um, I guess. All right, we'll go watch it with you. And then we're sitting there, and I could see them. I could watch them learn about their culture through this Disney animation, Disney film, this Pixar film. And I thought, my God, I mean, I'm a fan of Disney, right? Obviously, like I have this fucking Disney hat, <laughs> but. And I worked with for them, but I, I thought I never expected them to be so responsible in accurately portraying a part of my history, you know. And to see my nieces and nephews learn, I was blown away by that, and I and I was very grateful for that, you know. And it's one of those things where, like, coming from my perspective of like I was born and raised like Irish Catholic, I know nothing about the Day of the Dead. I don't know about the celebration. I know nothing. So I, I'm watching it going. I've heard from my friends from Mexico and other things that they did a very good job, but like, there's no way for me to know. So I just kind of have yeah. to assume that this is right. And then I hear from people like you, it's like, oh no, they nailed it. Like, that's did, really yeah. good to hear. Or yeah, even to, people even confuse to, it with. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, sorry, sorry. I was gonna say even to her her point uh, about the uh, the Book of Life, how we like we would have no idea. So we're watching this from one perspective that like these look kind of similar. So we're not we're not seeing that nuance in an interesting way. So it's very yeah. interesting to see you guys both talk about it. To be honest, I was very afraid. I didn't want to go see it. It took me at least three weeks to actually take the time to go see it because I was so upset at the Book of Life. Because I'm like, you know what? Like I get it. They're you know I get I get that you know they're trying to make money and everything. But you know like it would be nice if people are actually educated about you know you know that you know sort of thing like culture and all that stuff you know. And, and and they nailed it. They nailed it. I was so impressed. I think they went above and beyond in, you know, like, it was beautiful. And I've seen it in Spanish and I've seen it uh, in English as well. And they, they're both amazing. Like, you know, like, it was great. It was translated you, properly. Not to interrupt. Do you mm-hmm. know if uh, any of the cast carried over between the Spanish and the American? Hmm... Cause like obviously Gail Garcia could do the entire part in either language. No, I think I think most I think, of the yeah, most of the actors uh, were uh, Hispanic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I looked at the cast. I think only beyond Ratzenberger, I think almost everyone was Hispanic. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, but I didn't know if they all like just because they're Hispanic doesn't mean they obviously speak and Spanish. The, but and by the way, they not only nailed the Day of the Dead, but they also nailed the way you know like we are raised with our families sure they, yeah. you know like the way we we treat our grandparents and you know the all the respect you know it, it's just they really you know did they did their homework let's put it that way you know <laughs> and going back to Lisa's point about uh the inspiration i was talking to my friend dominic about this movie and he's he's half mexican but was raised essentially as this you know american white kid he doesn't really know much about his culture and doesn't really celebrate any of the you know the holidays and um 
but uh, his wife, I believe, is Mexican and or Mexican American, and they have a little kid. And so he was talking about after watching this movie, they were like, "We well, realize like we want to make sure our daughter is familiar with our heritage." So they've decided to start putting up, you know, start celebrating the holiday just a little bit and putting up an altar and like. Oh, that's beautiful. They watch the that's movie. really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but let's dive into the movie a little bit. So I, I want to start just right out of the <laughs> gate with uh, how to, I just watched this movie for the first time last night. Um, the main character's name, kid. Miguel. 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 I knew there was a G in there. I thought it started with him. I'm like, that's wrong. <laughs> but I just want to start with Miguel. Because I think Miguel is like, for a point character, uh, I, I think he's perfect. Like, it's rare that I usually kind of like am squishy on main characters in movies. Because I feel like a lot of times they try to make him too bland nowadays so that everyone can feel that they're the main character. Well, that's what the trailer was kind of promising for this. Like, yeah. The trailer was like, uh, get ready for a bland character. Well, yeah. As, they, as a lot of trailers tend to do, yeah. but... And like, and I get it. It's fine. I understand what people are doing there. It makes sense. The less characterization you put in your main character, the more people can relate to your main character. And I don't mm-hmm. think they did that at all with Miguel. I think Miguel had very set like personality traits, and they carried throughout the entire film. So he was able to grow as a character and still be his own very well-defined person. And I thought that was really, really, really well done. They Absolutely. gave him a very universal... Uh, um, uh, what freaking word am I looking for? Drama. Not the drama, but... Starts with a C. Motivation, essentially. Uh, of your kid, you want to do one thing, and your parents are saying no. Sure. Just so the idea of tradition in any family of this is the family business is a very universal thing. Because yeah. there's so many movies about kids that are like, raised in this situation where like your dad did this your grandpa did this your but in this it's your grandma your great grandma your great great grandma like we're making shoes and we don't like music so he's the opposite he doesn't want to make shoes he wants to be a musician it's a very universal trope yeah for sure um so with that you have your generic entry point of angst essentially but it didn't it, sure it's a generic entry point because we can all relate to like i don't want to be what my parents want me to be but yeah. like it like beyond his motivation, I think the characterization of him didn't feel oh, generic. Oh, it's all. so yeah. much better because, like, yeah. when you were talking about how you don't get excited by Pixar anymore, the movie where I lost my uh, enthrallment with Pixar was Brave. Yeah. Of like, you're gonna get married. No, I'm not. We're gonna turn your mom into a bear. And it's just like I was not impressed with Brave because in, I just, I'm not gonna go down that role <laughs> route, but. The motivation for the angst and how they dealt with it to me was just so much better in this movie. Yeah, it's like, very I, tight. Everything that happened was connected to the theme. That was, yeah. it was all like everything was part of t- telling that same. It didn't seem like there was random stuff over here. Everything was about that, either music yeah. or death. You know, very kind of, specific yeah. goal of trying to kind of rise above your family, but then coming right back down to them and realizing that family blessing is incredibly important and it's not just for you to learn but it's for them to learn and you all to kind of like evolve together and still grow together and be a more even more tight-knit family to be honest with you the uh this character also reminded me of moana yeah because moana same thing you know like she in moana she saved her family you know (laughs) and she's trying to have you know like respect for her family but you know it's that inner calling Mm -hmm. that is just calling you you know and you just can't avoid that you know and you just got to pursue it you know even sometimes if you go against your own family you know like you're kind of stuck in between your family and that you know that goal that you have you know and and it sucks because you know you can't choose either or well and even that revelation that like music played such a big part of their past and was a part of their heritage too that to deny that even though for obvious you know reasons that make sense was detrimental, which Moana also did. Oh, yeah, and I, I thought that was true. an interesting kind of comparison when you brought that up. I was like, oh, 
yeah, they were like the the matriarch. And she like she was a musician. She sang, and in, and everything was better when they got back to that and yeah. kind of had that synthesis. And I it's thought that not, was really interesting. You have to learn to let go of the past in a way and forgiveness and don't crush something that gave you joy just because one thing happened. I actually do believe that yeah, that's what the entire film is about. It's actually about forgiveness. Yeah. You know, um, yes, it's about reaching your goals and everything, but the, the, the actual deep point of the entire film is forgiveness. Same thing in Moana, you know, like they used to be sailors and then they kind of just avoid it. And it's like, you know what? Sometimes you cannot avoid who you're meant to be. You know, yeah. So you know, uh, it's interesting because I just thought about this, by the way, with uh, the correlation with Moana as well. I also think Moana and and Coco are good examples of why it's so important to have to 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 raise up diverse voices in filmmaking. Because um, I the other day I was watching The Emperor's New Groove, which I've always loved. <laughs> that movie takes place in South America. All the actors are white, and now when I went at the time when that movie came out, you didn't really think about it, or at least as a white person, I didn't think about it <laughs> as an adult now surrounded by like the constant reminder. Cause we're really talking about this now. It's like, Oh wow. Like that's a bunch of white people telling a story that is not about white people. And now we have Moana, which feels authentic and Coco, which feels authentic because they're told their stories told by the people who grew up in these cultures and the voices that we hear are people who are from this culture. So it's, it's more real and it, and it's where we should be going. Yeah. And I, I, I think the, It'd be one thing if it felt like the cast was like stunt casting, like because I feel like there's some movies that could like teeter on like the oh no, like we're just trying to do this to appease people. They chose the best people for the part, yeah, across the they board. They found a nobody to play Miguel, and like, he's so good. And he's I, a I didn't great look at singer. again because I watched last night. I assume he did his own singing, right? I probably should have looked that up. It sounded yeah, like did. him while he was singing. I have he he did he did too. He, yeah. you know he he was um. I'm gonna take the freedom to tell the story. Hopefully, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> he, but I just want to say, Anthony Gonzalez. Anthony Gonzalez, yeah. yeah. He he um he I have he has this movie coming out um, called Icebox, um, and I'm 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 in it like we so that's how I met him, and he was saying on well, let me rephrase this, he wasn't slated to be that right. It was like. It was on like the, like the last strand. They had auditioned a lot of people, and then like he came in, and as he was about to leave the room, it was like, you know, would you guys mind if I just sing a song for you? Uh, sure. And then he sang the song, and before he got through half of the song, they they they, they looked at each other and were like, you know, this is this is it, this is it. This is it. <laughs> and he he swooned them. He swooned them. <laughs> when we were filming Icebox, he sang. Cause I hadn't hit, I obviously Icebox we shot way before. Um, like in between the press run for Coco, right? So it wasn't out yet. I didn't. We nobody knew that he, he, that oh, he was okay, going to sure. sing that much. But we were doing karaoke at the rap at the rap party, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then he takes the microphone and in his little karaoke bar just f- blew everybody away. Like blew it because he's <laughs> did he's he actually, sing Remember Me? No, it's <laughs> that would be hilarious. No, he sang this like very difficult Mexican song. Um, by this famous Mexican singer, uh, uh, Vicente Fernandez, who's like legendary, right? He's mm. one of the greatest voices ever because his <laughs> voice is very operatic. Sure. Uh, Vicente Fernandez, if you guys, 
you should you should hear his voice oh but yeah his voice is amazing and amazing. this guy never never had any coaching or anything no. he, he's a natural and his son too uh, is also you know alejandro fernandez yeah. is also an amazing musician hmm. natural voices and everything but and, to sing like yeah. one of their song in karaoke it's, hard. it's like you trying to do it's like anybody that who's you know trying to do like a song by i don't know um Freddie Mercury. Think, yeah, you Whenever know what I mean? Whenever someone like, tries to do like, like, yeah. like, you're going to fail. One of those voices <laughs> that is <laughs> like, there's no way. And uh, this kid, man, I think this was last year. month. So it was last year, then the movie came out. So it was last year. It's only been a year. Filmmaking is he, weird, folks. Yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> Tom, I'm, I'm thrown off right now. You throw in animated, which takes like a Exactly. <laughs> but he blew, I mean, I think... It was amazing to see it happen at a karaoke bar because the microphone sucked. The yeah, sure. The sound mm -hmm. sucks, right? The quality sucks. And then we're all, everybody's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and, the kid was and drunk. Yet everybody was crazy, <laughs> except him. And, uh, and then, but even though everybody was drunk, having fun, whatever, everybody was just quiet and just listened. And I thought, man, this kid is something else. And so then when you saw the movie, I was like, of course. This kid's brilliant, you know? This is I love it when they cast nobodies which they're doing more in animated mm -hmm. movies right now yeah. i hope they start going back to that with the live action musicals because yeah. i've been frustrated with the the faces over the voice casting in like la la land and beauty and the beast I'm like i don't know i don't care how famous you are you can't coach Please a voice sing out better of you, like, yeah, when no. they do the, the 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 um live stuff on tv those live musicals they get like real fucking yeah. tap people yeah. who yeah. won tony awards because they can't do auto-tune on that yeah, yeah. <laughs> put those people so in the movie start yes it's just uh, more or just go back to lame is get the girl who played now i'm forgetting her name the girl who sings on my own she was so fucking good oh my just God. get her in everything they're Only remaking good thing it. in that movie. Mm -hmm. The BBC is remaking it. But the one Are thing, mm -hmm. I had no idea Benjamin Bratt could be such a good singer. Did he do his own singing? I hope so. I, I, like I said, since I watched he his He did Ernesto night, did much... de la Cruz. I, yeah, yeah. I like Benjamin Bratt, and I don't think I he, love that guy, man. He's, he's really... He's, <laughs> you ever see Bound by yeah. Honor? I'm sorry. Uh, no, I just I didn't. throw that in there. <laughs> so, like, if you're Mexican in the or, or Mexican-American at 9 or 10 years old, you get to shoot a movie, right? Yeah. It's a, <laughs> Perfect. It's called, yeah, it's, it's called Blood In, Blood Out, Bound by Honor, man. You got to watch it. It's like... <laughs> it's, it's when... It's the first time... One of the first times where I like, I was a kid, I saw, holy shit, people like uh, that are my color of skin could be leads on movies. I could fucking, I could do this. And there was Benjamin Bratt. Like, Benjamin, like, Benjamin Bratt, he's so freaking talented. If he plays the best, like, every man, nice guy, and yeah. total horrifying villain. He's got charisma. Yeah. He's out the, like, the... The wuzza. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at the yin-yang. He the, turns up in interesting places, too. He does, like, in yeah. Doctor Strange, you're like, oh, what a... Oh, okay. Hi, Benjamin Bratt. <laughs> <laughs> He's but, in Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, you're like, why, why the, and you're like, why did the camera leave him all yeah. of a sudden? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're only like five minutes of this movie. Yeah. Like you know, you had Benjamin Bratt, right? <laughs> he could have been Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. he should have been Doctor Strange. Could have, that would have been an interesting choice, but I would have watched the hell out yeah. of it. Yeah. I can see him with a goatee like that. that Absolutely. Yeah. But like that was uh, so. I watched the first half of this movie with my phone completely dead and charging in the other room. And then when I finally had enough battery, I'm like, I need to know who these voices are because I was able to. I was able to pick out Gail Garcia just because I've loved him since. Fuck, I don't remember the. You first You see, episode. Bad Education. 
I saw Ichimama Tabi, yeah, I think it was probably yeah. that one. First time I noticed him was Science of Sleep. Amores Perros was Okay, like, first time I saw him was in a Spanish soap opera called El Abuelo y Yo. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and he, I mean, that was, I think that was his first novella. Yeah. He was amazing. Yeah. So I was so happy to see him, you know, like actually, you know, like take over Hollywood, you know, like he's a great guy. He, and he's so fucking talented. He, is this another one? Like, I hear his voice, and that one I could pick out. And then nobody else. I'm like, I have no idea who the rest of these people are. Like, I'm assuming Ratzberger will show up at some point. Am I saying that right? Rat- Ratzenberger, I think? Yeah. Like, I figured, he's the Pixar voice. He'll be here at some point. But everybody else, I'm like, I have no idea. So it was really cool kind of going through and going, oh, I do know a lot of these voices. And they're all just, like, doing such a good job playing their characters that their voice is just getting lost in their character, which I really... I love it when animated movies can do that because I feel mm-hmm. a lot of times people get cast for their voice, and it's like, oh, and that look. becomes a distraction point. Yeah, so you're like, oh, you've got you got John Cena voicing a bull. Yeah, right? it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's John Angelina Cena. Angelina Jolie Tiger. It's right. like, yeah, okay, we we get it. Like, I understand you want celebrities behind your voices, but I like it better when you cast for the part than for the person who's playing the part. And it I think, is really yeah. distracting when the whole time you're yeah. just thinking mm-hmm. about the person doing the voice. It's like, even like How to Train Your Dragon. Like, I think. Uh, is it Jay Bershaw is great for Hiccup, but it's still, that's his voice. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just like, okay, well, now I'm okay. just imagining Jay Bershaw <laughs> as a Viking riding dragons. My favorite stunt <laughs> casting is Alan Tudyk as Hey Hey. I mean, yeah. that's, <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Hey, look. We're so, going to put a white dude in this movie. We're gonna make I went to Juilliard for this. <laughs> I, one thing, I don't recognize any of the women. I don't know if any of you guys know. Alana Ubach did Mama Melda, and then Renee Victor for Abul. Abuelita, 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 grandmother. Uh, and My favorite is the, the Natalie Cordova Buckley for Frida. She was amazing. Yeah, that was, that I don't Natalie. recognize any so of these cool. women. Have she, you she's she's in um, she's on a show that I'm on right now, and she's like as an actress is fucking. Is, can I cuss? Natalie Cordova. That is so funny because that was my name, by the way, back in the day. That's my my name is Natalie Elizabeth Cordova Lopez. Mm. And so when I was in high school, I went by Natalie Cordova. But then, you know, I decided to just leave my there grandfather. There can only be one. So, so it's exactly. I'm like, wait, what? Who, who's this Natalie Cordova? She's I mean, but right now I'm, I'm just Natalie Lopez nowadays. Just make it short. Yeah. You know, one thing I did, I'm going to mention that I really loved. I love Frida Kahlo that, you know, they brought her person in it. But De La Cruz looks like Pedro Infante. Yeah. That, well, that was I love what they the did, the thing, purpose. That's cool you caught that because a lot of people... Yeah, that's so, you going know, right over my head. I, I don't there, know. Yeah, yeah. There's these two legends in, in, in Mexican cinema because Mexico had its, like, you know, uh, golden age of cinema. Sure. Um, where where even Hollywood was stealing stories from the Mexican <laughs> movies. Well, it still happens. But, <laughs> like, Mexico does better melodrama than we do. Yeah, oh but but but, yes. but, God, but yes. in the in the fifties it was even it was even it was it was it was before the the melodrama because it was all you know how everybody all, most movies were musicals. Sure. But Pedro Infante and Jorge Negrete are two of these like legendary. It, in, from, as an actor, my favorite movie star of all time, and who like in in all all cinema, no matter U.S. America, whatever, is Pedro Infante because uh, he's 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 just embodies charisma. Everything. So he's everything that in the movie would be like the Gael Garcia character, and then the Benjamin Bratt character. Uh, is the Jorge Negrete character. And there was always this like myth, rumor thing <laughs> as to what, you know, be- be- between the two, right? <laughs> One was this guy who was trained, classically trained to come from a wealthy background and this and that. And the other one was just like a like a 
ridiculously charismatic, talented, humble guy. Um, so when they both died, one became legendary, and the other one was just like, oh, yeah, that was Jorge Negrete. He's great, you know? And the one that became legendary was the guy that came from nothing, like the humble guy that was just the charismatic and sweet and Pedro mm. Infante. So it's funny you caught that because oh, yeah. that's part of what they threw in there, like subtly, right? Yeah. And I think that's cool. Yeah. So how much, really cool. how much of this movie do you think goes completely over like the standard, like I grew up in Chicago suburbs? Surprisingly, I think very little, to yeah. be honest. That's what I think is the beauty of it, that it's... It's like you said. It's a, it's it's really. There's so many things. Like I wouldn't. I would disagree with you a little bit. Like it doesn't. It, I don't think there's one theme that you could tag it with. There's so many themes. Well, and so a, many things. I would agree. True. There's multiple messages. There's multiple messages. messages yes. And I think that's the beauty of it. That it's it's univer. It's it's a very universally appealing film. That's why it it did so well. It didn't it didn't do well with Latino audiences. It did well with like yeah. general audiences. If it only it went for Latino audiences, it wouldn't have been one of the most It would not movies. have been good. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Because exactly. we don't go to our movies. We don't go to movies <laughs> about our shit. We don't. No, yeah. that, no, mijo, that'll be on like DVD next yeah. week or something. Like, we'll watch it next week. Or like, no, we don't just need get, to see just that. Just get the bootleg. Yeah. Because <laughs> how are you going to quiet the, the three kids or whatever? You're going to put them, you're going to put them to like, I don't know, some some superhero movie, right? Yeah. And that's what the, you're going to spend your money on and they're not going to yeah. spend it on the movies that are like with Latinos yeah. and stuff. So, so it, it, it didn't, it would have failed if, yeah. that, had, if that had been the like, case. The, the case. multiple messages in this movie, just I would maybe try to break it down because we were talking about mm-hmm. forgiveness, uh, family, uh, but there's also messages of don't steal, respect the dead. And uh, the elders. And elders. Oh, yeah. A lot of respect your elders. Follow your yeah. goals. But Follow then, your goals. But then at the same time, you know, like there's things that there's are more limits. important. Don't be a bad than, person. Than your passion. <laughs> there's things that are more important than your passion. Yeah. So yeah. things are like, you know temporary the movie kind of took a weird for me just the only thing i didn't like in the movie it felt like it, it just took an awkward unintentional dig at artists of like this the everything into your passion yeah because yeah. it felt like uh especially for an animated film like not that passion doesn't go into every single film that's ever been made or it's a bad movie but with but animation there has anim- to be a degree of passion going into making those oh, yeah, like. especially a pixar because they, they're the best animated films out there like you can argue with me all day nobody can do animation like pixar so how do Absolutely. you think they took a dig at art? so the whole like the whole they they eventually kind of get past it but with the whole uh um his not grandfather character. I'm forgetting his name now because I'm terrible with names. Um, Ernesto De La Cruz. Ernesto, yeah, De La Cruz was uh, his whole. When you do fa- anything for your art, and he's like, "Do you regret leaving your family?" No, I don't regret leaving my family because I'm the best musician of all time. And like, they just kind of kept hammering that for a while. That's like, I feel like you don't like people that leave for their art, and it's like because even Hector left his family for his art and died being known for leaving his family for his art. Granted, that's not the case, and we find that out throughout the movie, but she forgives him for it, but he still did it. Like, even though he was coming back, he still left his entire family. You know, you know. I think that's a, if I may. Yeah. Um, those are two very interesting things, because I think they're two separate. I think what it did was showcase two different reasons for doing something like that, sure. right? One is, one is betterment of your family and your life, and the other one is ego. 
And I think if you guys see Bird, Birdman, you guys yeah. see oh, yes. Birdman? Yeah. So if you take Birdman, right, and superimpose that into this movie, mm. then you know. It's an interesting movie. <laughs> yeah. So the, yeah. Well, you just take the theme and throw it sure. in there, and it fits right in with with the Benjamin Bratt character. Right? Sure, yeah. That's all he was about. That's He's that Birdman, right? Yeah. Like, you're the greatest. You can do this. You're, the, you're, you're everything. The world loves you fuck your life and fuck your family and fuck everything it's all about you and then there's the other one you know like no i just i want to do this because it's it's a dream and i think it'll make life better for my family and my children and interesting and then one gets killed off and the other one's rise right which usually one has to kill the other in order to for, i mean i guess to move forward you have to, you have to either kill the ego to a certain yeah. point right. or the ego kills you and as artists, that's always a, a, a huge battle. Because I know, because I, I went through it, right? Like, I, I think actors are artists. I don't know. But, like, when you yes, take off, yeah. <laughs> when you take off and you decide, I want to do this, and yeah. your family's like, wait, what? No, why? Why? You're not going to make any money. You're going to, I'm like, I'm in my 30s. I don't have a family. I don't have kids. So it's yeah. like this whole, like, am I doing this for, I, I struggle with the demons myself, right? Am I doing this because I want to be glorified, or is it because of my family, or because of a better life, you know? And I had to, you have to you have to you have to kill that 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 person because that person makes for a very lonely life. Yeah. <laughs> and and this person is actually pretty cool. Well, and I think so that, that tethered to what you're saying, the family is maybe where why I had trouble with it because it was like, you know, not to dismiss like all of my family stuff, but like we don't, there's not that in middle middle America North kind of there's not that level of just attachment to family. Right. So seeing it as not not being able to make that subtle distinction of the betterment of your family going forward versus just like leaving for your art. It's like, right, or for your so, art, was, you know? so for me, I was like, yeah. I didn't have the right frame of reference for it. But then as you're saying, it made me start to think about the, the beginning of the movie, the foundation saying everything is for the family. If you're doing it for the family or for the betterment of it, that's the better choice. But having not, not have that frame of reference, it did seem like, you know, leaving for your art, which we all did right. is mm -hmm. bad in general. Well, in just very American, honestly, right. America, the quote unquote American dream, with capitalism is we're from a very young age taught to be bulldozers essentially like you have a passion you have a goal now go do it and tromp every way everyone underneath you to get to that goal and then we will celebrate you when you're successful mm -hmm. that's kind of america and how we're raised and, it, and, and, and it's so interesting i'm gonna make a little comment about it because at least from my personal you know point of view when when i started doing my career and um, I did it for ego, for all these other reasons, you know, instead of climbing up, you know, like I, I kind of just got stuck in that, you know, in that level. And then I kind of changed my mind. I'm like, you know what? You know, like I, I saw it actually more like failure because you will get up, but you will fail. You yeah. constantly fail. And then when I, you know, like made the choice, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this because not only I love my art. You know, but because, you know, like the betterment of not just my family, you know, well, I mean, obviously I don't have many people here, but, you know, but for my friends, you know, like, like not just for myself, for my friends. And then, you, you know, also the people that I hire with me, you know, like I'm making their life better, you know, so I did it for the right things. And the moment that I made that choice, you know, like my career became a lot better. 
I, I also think Miguel represents the middle road of that because and, and the, the other lesson that that is to be had there, it's not just about you choosing family or art. It's also about your family choosing to support you Absolutely. because, yeah. because Absolutely. Miguel, that's what needed to happen. Like his family didn't support him. And that was the end of the movie. It wasn't just Miguel learning and saying, OK, fine, I can get about music. It was also them saying, you know, what, we're not going to make you. Yeah. And that was a significant uh, difference. Also, Absolutely. Frida Kahlo is still doing art in the afterlife yeah. and just loving it. And it was amazing. I had the moment in the film when she's going through the rehearsal with Miguel <laughs> and she goes, looks at him and be like, is it too obvious? And I'm just sitting there going, I don't know what she's going for. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> like <laughs> they come out of the papaya, they crawl out of it, then they crawl up a cactus of me and then they drink my tears. And I'm like... I don't know what that symbolizes at all. I love his response where he's like, maybe it's not obvious enough. (laughs) Uh, So the only character we really haven't talked about, we've only kind of talked about the actor who played him and how great he is, but we haven't really talked about the character Hector much. And I really, for me, he's the heart of this movie as much as Miguel is the face of it. Like the engine that drives this movie forward is Hector. And, uh, had anyone else not seen the trailer going into this? I don't think I saw it. I watched a like beginning teaser trailer. Okay. I didn't watch the other ones because I did not know the character Hector. Yeah, at I, all. I, I didn't. I didn't recognize him at all. So like the one throwaway gag where he's pretending to be Frida to go across the bridge, I'm like, oh, I guess that's the end of that character. I'm like, but he sounded really familiar. Right here. I guess we'll see if he comes back. And it's like, oh no, he's one of the main characters. I assume since they spent time on that scene that he was important. I just I assumed. It was either he's important or they just really wanted to get a good Frida gag in there. And it's like one of the two. And it's. They got a lot of Frida gags. They got a lot of Frida gags. He's. he's, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He's. He's my uh, he's my favorite character of the whole thing. Easily, yeah. He, because of that too, that that similarity yep. to, to to Pedro Infante, right? That boy, you guys don't know about Pedro Infante. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, because he he's, to me, he's everything. Like you said, he's the yeah. heart of the film. He's the heart of the story. He's actually, if you really look at it again, like he's the heart of every one of these messages that we're talking mm-hmm. about. Oh, for sure. He's at the core of all of them. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, what I was going to say, the interesting for me, interesting thing for me about Hector is that throughout the movie, we see uh, his uh, Miguel's great-great-grandmother have a character arc and a change of character. We see his family, his parents, his brother, sister. Everybody kind of goes from A to B. Hector starts at B. Like his entire arc happened, not entire arc, but the majority of his character change happened before the movie even started. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of interesting, uh, especially as a way to tell a story of here's Hector and his job, not through his own intention, even necessarily, is to bring everyone else up to where he is of this whole like we need to forgive each other and just realize that we're family and love each other. And he doesn't have to do a lot of changing to get there necessarily because he's already kind of progressed. He's seen people be forgotten he's seen them essentially have their second death he knows what's coming for him as his only daughter is slowly forgetting him and because of that he knows how important everything is and just to let the little shit go away and it's kind of his job to get other people there and i think that's a really interesting way to do it with him i think hector is the z and miguel is the a where they're kind of the same character Mm -hmm. except if miguel stays down his track he's going to end up like Hector. Yes. And I think that's one thing that works so well about the Hector character is, yeah, of all the people, he's the most evolved. But yeah. when we meet him, we think he's just some dumb loser. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so by by saving that reveal, even though Although, the reveal, yeah. I yeah, I was going to say. say that, like, I knew he was his father, like, from moment one. And oh, I'm really? wondering, like, I didn't, I didn't yeah. see that. Like, I didn't, 
the I thought crossed my it mind. I was before I was supposed to, but not for minute one. Well, because I, I was watching, one. I was like, he—he's probably something like his father or something. I got that. And there was some confusion. Like there was like this weird like moment where I guessed it, and and that was the only disappointing part. Is like I guessed it because like it, it distracted me from getting those things. There were some predictions. I think that's movie, just. Yeah movies at this point yeah. for us yeah. we've seen so we've many seen movies many. so many tropes yeah. if I was a kid I wouldn't have seen so <laughs> can many I, can yeah. I see yeah. a, can can I see a bunch of them no you <laughs> can't like, this is what happens with age yeah, yeah. you have intuition more but it also gave me a lot more time to be to like try to f- follow those themes that he's putting forward because yeah. like and then he sang I was like oh obviously okay he's clearly his yeah. father like He's not his oh, father. Yeah, yeah. You know what? His great grandfather yeah but like you know you know that when you said you said he was on his way to becoming uh, Hector. Miguel Hector. was on his way to... I think he was on his way to becoming De La Cruz. I think so, You know too. what? Yeah. You think he'd That's somebody? exactly what I was just well, going to say yeah. right Murder, now. but he was definitely... I feel, I feel that he wanted to become like De La Cruz. That's, you know, like he the ego so based. with that ego, you know, about exactly. being he was great, so great, He was so great. obsessed with the ego and everything, but then as he meets Hector, you know, like, because that ego is so high, he kind of, like, starts disrespecting, you know, Hector, mm-hmm. you know, because he doesn't know that... Like you're he, nothing. That, you're a homeless exactly. man. What, what are you? You look exactly. like bones. What are you? Exactly. <laughs> so, so I feel that, you know, like, Miguel was, you know, kind of, like, in uh, <laughs> right in between, you know, these two characters and who to become. You know, and I feel that once he found out the truth that, you know, De La Cruz was stealing his, you know, his music, you know, that's when he changed his mind, mm-hmm. you know, and, and w- what I like about Hector is the fact that, you know, like, he, you know, even though he did leave, okay, but then he learned his lesson when he, once he was in music and he saw everything that was happening and then he decided to to go back, right? And unfortunately, he got poisoned. Um but what I loved about him is that, you know, like he did realize that family was important as well, mm-hmm. you know, that it's not just his ego. So, you know, that's why he's kind of like, you know, he's the, he's the most grown character of the entire thing, you know, because everybody's in conflict and he just knows he just knows exactly what he wants, you know, and, and he wants his, you know, to keep on living, you know, for his own daughter to like, you know, remember him, you know, in, in you know, it's he. I feel that he wanted, you know, he, of course, obviously, he wanted to go back, but he did not get that chance, you know? Yeah. He did not get that chance, and, you know, now is, you know, now is his time to make a right. I feel yeah. that's that's what... And, it and it's, it's one of those things where I, I love it when a story is happening to a character and they don't realize it. Mm-hmm. And this movie did that really well. As he's getting to know his great-great-grandson and learning all about his family, and the whole time he doesn't realize what's happening. And I, I think that was really well done of like, wait, we're related? <laughs> oh, cool. Not yeah. only that, I feel that Hector is not realizing that he's changing everyone, actually. Yeah. Mm. He doesn't realize that he just does it, you know? Like, he does what he has to do, and, you know, he follows his heart. There you go. Yeah. Um, I know we're running out of time. We are. Bit. Can I talk about some things in, outside of the story and the cast? Uh, the design and yeah. even mm-hmm. the props Ooh. of this movie. Oh, yeah. uh, two things that I really enjoyed. The very beginning with, uh, let me say this, what they're called correctly. Uh, the Mexican, where'd it go? The Popol Picado Panderitas. You're funny. 
Papel picado. Papo picado. That is amazing. I can't roll my R, my tongue. So that makes Spanish incredibly difficult for me. We're going to have to do some exercises. I can't roll my R's. Brian has tried to get me to purse so many times. It just sounds like air coming out of my mouth. I would pay for you to say that again. We can't even get our daughter to say normal R's. So... But Ours just that's how this movie started was with, with a montage telling the story what, what of the family. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Where is it supposed to be called? What are you? What is she trying? What are you to talking say? about? Does anyone though? know what she's trying to say? <laughs> the what are these props? <laughs> what is it you speak of? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm can you always show it to Natalie so Natalie can pronounce it for us? Let me see. <laughs> Papo picado picado manada. <laughs> oh. It, and it's actually written wrong too. Oh. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I had a Google. Google. So, okay, so uh, it's uh, banderitas de papel picado. I can't that do is that. definitely not what you just said. So, <laughs> so beyond. I'm sorry. I'm. S- I am a very white person. But I, I love. It. I think I like the way you said it better. Okay. <laughs> Papo, what is picante? Papo picado. Papo picado panderas. It's cool. No, I didn't. I didn't even understand the last word. Like I, I first when I heard papel, I'm like, okay, I know what that is. But the last can, one. Can I just say you're my hero for actually attempting that? <laughs> there you go. I always try. Uh, um, but I, I enjoy how in each one of these movies that Pixar is trying to push themselves in creating just new visual ways to do their opening montages because mm-hmm. they do them a lot to just bring people into the story or bring them into the culture. And I thought this was a beautiful way to do it. Yeah. Because, uh, again, me being an Anglo-Saxon white lady doesn't know the significance of these uh, beautiful papers that are <laughs> Papo across picado, picado. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to try to say it. Uh, and they use them kind of like... Uh, like shadow puppetry almost mm-hmm. in the way that they're telling the story at the beginning of this to be like she was left she had to take care of her family so she learned how to make shoes which is an amazing thing for a woman to be able to just create this uh very successful business out of nothing and then you have all these beautiful props in this movie with the guitar very specific design like i loved the moment when he gets into the uh, crypt and just brushes the dust off of the guitar and then you can tell that it's pearlescent and such in the mm, animation I'm that's like that's beautiful, beautiful. and then I didn't under know the significance of the sh- the lingering on the two shot glasses uh, when they go to visit the one guy to take his guitar right before he gets forgotten because they they just have the camera sit on the one empty shot glass and the full shot glass for one like half a beat and I'm like, that feels significant. And then later on, we learned that Hector was murdered through the poisoning of his shot from his supposed friend. Oh, yeah. 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 A beautiful like, catch right there. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, they did a very good job art with the art department in this movie to Absolutely. really tell story through those sort of things. Even his uh, shrine to Dela Cruz up in the attic. Like, I just loved everything about that. The old TV. The, mm-hmm. Like, the, the staring, like, you know, an inch away from it, reflective with the guitar. And, and what's the... The flower that they take the petal to. What was the name of that flower? I don't remember. Does anyone remember? Uh, what scene? The where they to give his their blessing. It's the for their pathway too. Yeah. Oh man, I don't remember. I don't remember either. Oh no, we're all <laughs> then I feel much better about. Well, myself. they're orange, and uh, <laughs> I loved. They the glow th- when you bless. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, 
the it's flowers in, in general. So, so in Day of the Dead, right? You take in el, in el Dia de los Muertos, you take um, uh, you go to the, you go to your your relatives or you know your your dead their graves, and you spend the day you picnic at their at their tomb uh, mm. or their gravesite. You know, so we we always take flowers, and it's usually the the color the more colorful the better. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and the ones that you find you usually go and you find like. On your way to the cemetery, there's usually like, like these flower places, flower arrangement places, and they'll always have specific type of flowers, and they always have the yellow flowers, and they have like um, colorful arrangements. So I don't know if that's the that's what they were going for. That's why I took it, but I like that you're making me think about <laughs> in more in detail about what the flower meant. I'm gonna call my aunt. Yeah, you know okay, what? Okay, it's Aztec marigold. I just looked it up. Known as the Mexican marigold, or the okay. Here's another word for you guys to make fun of me. Uh, <laughs> ah, wait, wait, wait! I know right. which one it is. No, wait, wait. You no, actually, I can't wait to say it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited now. Kimpasuchil. This is amazing. <laughs> did you did the you the just is, speak right? Aztec? The thing is, I was I growing up. I was taken out of my classes because I had a trouble reading at the very beginning of my life, and I was taught very much so to read phonetically, how to pronounce phonetically. That's funny. So anything that involves an accent or silent letters, I struggle with because I was taught so strict, strictly be like, pronounce it how it's spelt. So then, that was that's really even as an adult, even for English, that's that's, a that's but that doesn't that's even apply. Me. But that that doesn't even apply because I re people what, make fun of me. How do we pronounce this flower? Kempasuchil. That was really good. That, that I was did not bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was just kidding. <laughs> but you did technically speak Aztec, or maybe it comes from oh, an you Aztec. Speak Aztec, Aztec Chewy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move into quotes. Okay, I want to start with quotes because we did not talk about Dante the dog, who's a Mexican hairless. Es un alebrije. Yes, those were cool. He's also yeah, it's a spirit animal. Yeah, well, he but he started out as just like a dumb old homeless dog. Disney and, uh, likes their <laughs> mentally challenged animals. They yeah. do. Oh no, but he's so cute, and he had his own little story of I becoming love that little of like yeah, he like if we had just followed the dog, that would have been a cool movie too. Yeah, you yeah. know what? This dog just like discovering what he was meant to be. It's beautiful. You know what? He reminds me of Hey Hey. On yeah, Moana, yeah, a little yeah. bit. I, hey, I just, just love it. Stays dumb. I don't know if Hey Hey ever. <laughs> that's I mean, yeah, that's yes, one of the things I was. But it's so they, cute. Disney I love loves it. their mentally challenged but, animals. <laughs> but that's why, like, I I picked that as my quote because uh, at the moment um, when uh, he becomes like he suddenly touches that cat dragon um <laughs> that that guy was cool too was he has cool his too. own arc you know yeah yeah they all have like yeah they all have their own arcs and then he and then he like get, grows wings and he turns colors he's like what's happening and he's like a dog so he's super excited about it because dogs like get excited about like everything they love change um and then he just goes you really are a spirit guide and i love that quote because everybody has just been like telling this dog he ain't worth shit the yeah. entire time and then this dog's like i've been cool the whole time <laughs> i knew who your great granddaddy was and you didn't listen to me and it's just and he's like and then he almost falls to his death and he's like wait no okay i'm fine i got wings and then he saves the day later it's just all great i love the dog uh, my yeah. line is will have none of the energy, but it just made me chuckle in a way that none. Of, the rest of the movie didn't make me chuckle, uh, and that's when uh, Hector and everybody's finally back together, and he's with the great great grandma, and they run into De La Cruz, and she just bats him in the face with a shoe, and she goes, "That's for murdering the, mother, the love of my life," 
And Hedra's like, I'm the love of your life. He's like, I don't know. I'm still mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> there was a part of me that was like, why didn't they have the line of, well, my life is over, so it doesn't apply anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite quote, I've already said it actually, but I loved it when we met Frida. She goes through her whole spiel and then she looks down and be like, is it too obvious? <laughs> I love the look this on the ladies' great, faces yeah. when she's like, set it on fire. And they're like, oh, <laughs> fire everywhere. And so. then she does set it on fire later, mm-hmm. though. But she like does. With paper but it's, mache it's safe, or whatever. Yeah. Safe fire. So to me, to be honest with you, my favorite quote is, it's actually the, the song. To me, the song is so meaningful. You know, it's so beautiful, you know, telling people to remember them. You know yeah. what I mean? Regardless of their mistakes and everything, you know, like people deserve to be remembered. That uh, Well, now I got to find the new coat. <laughs> 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 I'll just interject really fast the changing of Brian and I's life and how different things affect us emotionally than a they ever did before. A baby changes things? Oh, my God. A baby no changes way. so many things. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you the should scene. name him <laughs> Come <Miguel. laughs> His name is Corin. Uh, but the scene where he's singing Remember Me to Coco and she's just on the bed getting really excited and stuff. I'm just like, oh. I was telling you guys off, oh. off podcast, I didn't recover that evening oh. from it. I was like, I'm going to be productive after watching Coco. And Coco yeah. was like, no, fuck you. You're going to mm. cry the rest Especially of the night. Especially because <laughs> I'm the one going to work right now. So I spend a lot of time away from him. So it's like, oh, right in the feels, guys. <laughs> like, I spent all day with this little fucker. I'm fine. <laughs> He's going to remember you. You're not going to have any problems. <laughs> no, t- yeah. Honestly, the song to me touched my heart, and especially that lullaby, because, you know, those those you know, those know moments are very important, you know, like, you know, parent to child and everything, you know, so, you know, it's... it's... Quick, someone make a joke so we, we don't get all misty-eyed here. <laughs> Honestly, when, when uh, Miguel sang it to Coco was the only part that almost got me to tear oh, up. Oh, I that part was, cried. Like, because if you've ever had a, a loved one that's forgotten who you are, that oh. moment where they remember you for a second, oh, man. holy shit. Dementia dude. is the... Is fuck cancer, and, but fuck dementia. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> at least and, you can have a visualization of the cancer. That moment where she looks at her daughter, she's like, "What's wrong? Nothing, mom." It's like, "Oh my god, the fields." <laughs> quotes, quotes, quotes. Okay, I, I don't have a quote, um, <gasps> but yeah. I have a, a message. Okay. That I love the that because quote. There's so many things in the movie that I love. So many quotes. Like remember me. Just that part of the song was one of my favorite. Um, but I've lived in the United States now for 90% of my life and, you know, elementary, middle school, high school and everything and army and college. So I know what this quote American, quote unquote American culture is. And one thing that is, is most very rapidly disappearing in, in, in the United States is respecting your elders, right? Mm-hmm. So so like since I, I've noticed it since I was fifteen, you know? Yeah. And in Mexico, uh at least in, in 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 the rural not rural like not the city areas, what's the Just what's the, country. the opposite? The, the, the country the and country. stuff like like the country like that's a massive uh part of our of our of our upbringing, right? Respect your elders. I'm the eldest of my cousins and if i say something they really respect that and it's not like authoritative authoritative but or authoritarian but it's very respected you know and they'll we'll talk about it or whatever but you know guys we don't we, we shouldn't do that okay we won't do it in the u.s it's like 
Why do I have to listen fuck to you? Fuck you, dad, or fuck <laughs> you, mom, or exactly. like I don't want to fucking. I don't, I don't need to listen even to you. The teachers, I'm, I'm independent. Even, I'm a kid. I can do whatever I want. That's, exactly. That's why I say in America we're taught to bulldoze. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And so I think that's if I could put the whole movie in the in in, in a quote, it would be respect your elders. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it's same thing in my country. You know, like we're taught to respect our elders. Even now that I'm a lot older, you know, like I I still even even if the older person is wrong. You know, they have lived a lot, way longer life than you have. You know, you still have a lot to learn, you know, that maybe they still have a lot to learn, but, you know, just for the fact that they have lived a way longer life, you know, you should respect them. And then that is, you know, also, you know, with teachers, you know, like mentors and everything, like you don't disrespect your mentors. You, you can't do that, you know? And uh, I would love for America to start respecting their teachers it, more. No, but that's the problem, you know, that um, unfortunately in America, if if a teacher does or say something to the to the student, oh, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to call my parents. Like, or I'm going to put it on media, on social, and like, you know, it's it's gotten to a point that, you know, like, I understand that we're a modern, you know, country, but you know what? It's, you know, that's why I, I always say that, you know, like I can be a little bit conservative myself because, you know, like traditions are important. If not, they're going to get lost, you know, yeah. and, and, and we shouldn't let them get lost just because we live in a modern world. We should accommodate for them. I come from a very, very different angle and then I no longer speak to my family and um, mm-hmm. and I no longer really show respect to my family because they haven't particularly earned it. Um, they but, didn't um, learn like they did in this movie. No, they did not. And that was my point is like, again, bring it back to the same thing. And I already kind of said this, but that's why that moment to me resonated more than the rest was he, I mean, granted, Miguel went first. He was the one who was just like, okay, fine. If it's, you know, if it saves Hector's life, I'm not going to, I'll give up music. And then they were like, no, we're not going to make you do that. But that moment was significant to me because yes, respect your elders, but there's also a need and this movie demonstrates it for them to give respect back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that was important. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. John, your quote? My quote's pretty quick and it's funny. It's uh, when he's talking to the clerk and he sneezes around Dante. He's like, I'm terribly allergic, but Dante doesn't have any hair. and I don't have a nose and yet here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and that delivery of that line was funny. I had to it's, bring something funny in because yeah. we're getting like, yeah, all yeah, yeah. feely emotionally and I... That, that one didn't land for me because to me that was like, oh, he's got mange. That's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> this Boy. poor dog. He's sick. <laughs> uh, and he magically becomes a, what is it called? Alebrije. Alebrije. Yeah. We have I talked. See you, you know, you knew how to pronounce that word. <laughs> I'm a good mimic. We, we've <laughs> talked a little bit longer than I was expecting, so we're going to have to forego the review system. Oh. But I think we can say safely around the table. We Kung all, Fu Panda. We all recommend it. <laughs> That's what I was prepared to say. Highly recommend. I'm so glad we didn't do the review system. It would have been all Pixar films, and you would have yeah. been like embarrassed. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, so we will do a quick round of plugs. I can go first. Be sure to check out Venture Bros, Venture Bros podcast. Um, and then also check out the new show Samwise, which should be starting any week now. We're just about ready to launch that one. Um, Samwise will be in the same feed as the one you're in right now until it launches out onto its own. Venture Bros is in its own feed. Uh, be sure to check them both out. Rate, review on iTunes. We appreciate all of that. That's it for me. Louis, do you have anything to plug? Oh, man. I was... I was uh, thought I was yeah. Way. I um, watch Vida on Stars, and that's it. 
Cool. Get the free trial. Binge watch it because I'm in it. And because it's, it's, yeah, random recommended. Because I'm in it and I'm very proud of it. And what we're doing, like all the, the, the writers and above the line are female, either either female or Latinx or LGBTQ. And it's something unprecedented. So I think watch it and you'll love the story and the, the, the acting and the writing and the production design and the costume design. It's just really, really cool. And cool. it speaks against gentrification, which is something that's affecting every community. Yeah. Fairness. Uh, just go to our, our website, ATHpod.com. We've got some amazing articles on there, and we are continuing to put those out. Uh, kudos to those people. We've got some interesting <laughs> stuff coming this month, and yeah. uh, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. I'm excited to read every bit of it, because I have to, to uh, get it all set up for the, the <laughs> blog. It's like a treat. I get to read it before all y'all. We know for <laughs> sure that John reads every article. Yeah. <laughs> we have at least one person who's read every article. <laughs> I'm supposed to be reading every article, yeah. but I don't always know when they're in there. Yeah. And, I, and then they like, go by, and I see them posted, and I go, oh, shit, I was supposed to proofread that. I'm pretty good about letting you know. At least yeah. I try. Anything to plug? Nah, not this week. Not even to plug Emily says. Emily uh, so. I got because Halloween's coming. I'm pretty booked right now. Oh, uh-huh. you got some things. Good. I got some things. Nice. Good. Nice. Oh yeah. You're sewing. I'm so- <laughs> I am sewing. That was my favorite. Is when Sam yeah. was like, "Does anyone know someone who sews?" And Brian was like, "Emily Blake sews." And I was like, "That's literally the name of my site." I was very proud of that yeah. one. <laughs> I was I was amazed by the setup. I was like, "Perfect." Yeah. Too bad no one else saw that on All Facebook. Right. Plug. Thanks, Natalie. Anything to plug? No. Anything worth watching that you've worked on recently? Well, right now I'm actually working on this like Batman miniseries. Batman, so, you say? Yes. Batman, you so, say. So, um, Batman, well, you know, like, I'm 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 working really hard on it, and just you know, you know, like just being busy about it, you know, pre-planning for that, you know. So I'll let you guys when that comes out, so you guys can watch it. It's actually really cool. Cool. Should we um, anything to plug? Superstore is, uh, you know, working me very well, and it should start at the end. Actually, I forgot. I think they are, the first episode airs in October. Is this season two? Season four. We're season currently four. filming. Yep. That's great. Uh, Congratulations. Getting, thank you. <laughs> we're getting more and more popular, which I love because it's such a great show. So watch Superstar. Keep supporting that. Indeed. So that's it for Coco. I really enjoyed this episode. Remember us. Yeah. Me too. Remember, Remember us. Me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming thank out. I, this, this was a good one. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. 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 Adiós. Adiós.